there are only two things that separate success from failure for most bands today. Create music worth talking about and tell stories about what you've created. Stories sell. As human beings, we're often drawn to the narrative, in part because our complex psychological makeup wires us for the sharing of information through storytelling and in part due to our natural curiosity. Studies confirm that social storytelling, like gossip, is responsible for more than 65% of conversations had in public. 65% of all conversation is a lot of storytelling. So it stands to reason that if you approach producing online content like you're sharing important information with friends, you'll gain more and better engagement with your band or project. Using content to tell a story draws attention and captivates. In today's increasingly cluttered online marketplace, it's more difficult to attract and keep a reader's attention. In order to engage your reader, or in this case, I suppose your listener, your content strategy has to be on point, and storytelling can help. Storytelling is essentially translating your marketing message into narrative form. Online storytelling, like fiction, has a beginning, middle, and end. It has a hero or heroine, perhaps you or your band, and it takes the reader or listener on a journey. It touches upon our basic human need to hear and be heard, and it delivers content in a way that doesn't feel like marketing. In this world of pop-ups and flashy advertisements, a story stands out as an island of calm in a frantic electronic world. But in order to function as part of your content strategy, storytelling must be done right. Plan the right content strategy. Before you begin, you have to have your content strategy planned out. Among marketers who bother to write out their content marketing plan, 60% find their efforts effective, as opposed to only 32% who only have verbal plans. Your documented plan should include your brand story. A brand story focuses on what differentiates you from the others in your industry. It can be linear or multidimensional, as long as it's ongoing. As your band grows and changes, so should your story. Give listeners insight into not only the high points, but the challenges and obstacles your project has faced. This allows you to tell them a story and position your band as the hero. Find the right hook. Fiction writers know to use a hook in the first sentence or paragraph of their novels. A good hook grabs a reader's attention and makes them want to read on. When crafting effective storytelling in your content marketing, you can borrow these fiction writing tricks. Quotation. Use a quotable reference from a reliable source to pique a reader's interest. If it isn't obvious, make sure to explain the quote and its relevance to your subject matter. Statistic. Statistics are particularly useful for informational writing, and using numbers and headlines and subheads are among ways to attract readers and listeners. I've seen a lot of bands who talk about how they want to uh, have a focus on like mental health. That's a pretty common topic right now. I think using numbers and statistics in those situations is probably really useful, especially if you're talking about the positive impact that music can have on um, people who suffer from depression. There are numbers out there, so I think more of you who are trying to work that angle could use that to your advantage. Last one, anecdote. This is a story within a story hook. Anecdotes are short stories you can use to develop your instant report with your readers and connect to the topic. Use the right visuals. 
many of today's online readers, listeners, struggle to head past the headline. But a stunning image can catch their eye in a fraction of a second. That image needs to not only capture, but hold their attention. That's where great storytelling comes in. According to a report by Social Media Examiner, 37% of today's marketing professionals agree that Second to written content like blogs, visual marketing is an important content form for their businesses, and 74% are using visual assets. But today's consumers have evolved, and the image type is now more critical. You can't just slap any old picture up there and think it'll work. You have to tell a story. Of course, video is a great way to do this, but more businesses are turning to multimedia stories to drive engagement. Multimedia platforms offer unique ways for fans and readers to interact with brands. For example, the GE Open Innovation Challenge invites readers to invent the next solution to a global problem in their storytelling campaign. I thought this was kind of interesting because what they're trying to do is use um, their platform to get their audience to be a part of that story and engage them in some way. How bands could apply this, like when bands do um, open casting calls for like vocalists and stuff like that, um, that's an interesting way to cultivate your narrative a little bit more and to get attention because certainly a lot of those bands especially the bigger bands who do this they have access to talent like they could easily find somebody who would be a good fit but i feel like a lot of them who do do those sort of open casting youtube video auditions a lot of time could be an attention grab which seems to work um i think volumes did that a few years ago and you know, some of the audition videos have view counts up in the six figures. So talk about having good exposure. Anyway, I'll skip through this. This is an article um, written by a guy named, uh, what is his name? Matt Bowman. He wrote it for Forbes. And I thought some of this would be useful for you guys. Okay. Content marketing is still evolving. Every year, there are more and better metrics to determine how well storytelling as a content strategy is working for brands. As more influencers turn to storytelling platforms that include images, video, and interactive pieces, there seems to be a subtle shift in the art of online storytelling. Businesses are leveraging the human element. They are using storytelling not only to market their products and services, but to become relatable and to build interest. Your content marketing should focus on creating stories that resonate with the needs and emotions of your particular audience. From my perspective, the more compelling your brand story, the more likely your online marketing efforts will benefit. Okay, so I hope that article was useful. Um, moving on. Uh, yesterday, I made a post basically asking uh, bands to start doing studio videos again. Because when I was younger, pretty much every band was doing them, but I feel like I haven't seen any in a while. And that was one of my more engaged with posts of the last couple of weeks. So obviously there's some kind of need there. I think people really like studio videos. And I think a, a reason why a lot of people don't do them, is, well, a lot of low to medium level bands is they maybe feel a little bit insecure about their recording process because maybe they're just tracking at home or uh, they're tracking with a buddy who's got a real modest setup or whatever. And I think that's mostly unfounded because I remember back in 2006 to 2008, the studio videos were super popular and most of those bands were not working on super, super high-end 
setups. I actually made a post asking um, people to post their favorite studio videos. And I was curious to see like what kind of videos popped up. And the videos that popped up, they weren't all super like high production quality. Most of them were quite terrible as far as the production quality is concerned. But what I saw was attractive about them is just how honest they were. It was people recording with Joey Sturgis in like 2006 when he was still in a garage and like nobody cared that it wasn't some huge recording setup. They were just stoked that a band they liked was giving them a window into their recording process. And people still love those videos. They have a very special place. I mean, I still uh, look at some of the old ones, like Miss May Eyes, um, there's one for Miss May I, I believe, that was from a while ago. Certainly The Devil Wears Prada and At the Throne of Judgment. They were certainly not recording in like super, super high-end studios, but I didn't care because I, I liked the band and I wanted to feel like I was a part of the process of putting together the record. And actually, what was funny about that is because I got emotionally involved and because I felt like I had a connection to the band through the videos they created, I bought the record, right? I mean, I could, I could have illegally downloaded them, which now is a little bit outdated because you have streaming platforms. But I think it's something to say that even back then, it's not that I would rarely purchase records, but I really didn't listen to The Devil Wears Prada that much. But because I watched the video or the videos, I bought the record. Same with Blessed by a Broken Heart. They, they had a couple studio videos. Now, to be fair, they worked at, um, with Guga Garth Richardson, who had a really cool studio, but I really didn't even listen to them all that much. But then I saw their studio videos. I saw that they were charming and funny and they entertained me through those videos. So I picked up the record, even though I didn't even like them all that much. And I still kind of do that. Um, I have merch from bands that I don't really like their music all that much, but maybe some of the members have you know reached out to me and expressed that they appreciate some of the stuff I do, or maybe they just told a really interesting story. There's a band that I I uh, talked about a few days ago, Funeral Moon, who I'm not super into the sludgy, dirty kind of music that they write, but their content strategy is great. So I'm happy to pick up a shirt and also helps that the merch is great too. You know, I'm happy to wear it. So it's that combination of having a really cool story, having like really good content marketing, and then also having merch that is wearable. So anyway, uh, I'm going to go to a couple of the questions I had one, probably it was yesterday, somebody asking me about, well, specifically it was Instagram Live and whether or not I thought it was a good content delivery mechanism. And my answer was that it's very, uh, Instagram Live is a really good content delivery mechanism as long as it's not your only one or your primary. Because the problem with Instagram Live is that you're requiring that your audience member be in a perfect environment for them to engage with that video. So like if they're at work, if they're hanging out with their kids or, you know, if they're out driving around, whatever, if you don't catch them at a perfect moment, they're not going to tune in. And since the Instagram live videos aren't saved, you can't even position it for a rewatch later like you can with Facebook live. And then more than that, the Live content delivery mechanisms are, they're good for giving that like sort of raw, unedited experience, but 
when it comes to communicating as much information as possible live it's it's difficult to do that that's why i'm in favor of the like doing studio videos and stuff like that because you can edit it to be as potent as you're capable where with live it's a little bit different. It's harder to create a compelling story without having the luxury of being able to craft it together with some kind of editing process. Next question. How do I promote myself more than just a guy who plays guitar in a band? There's a lot of competition for teaching and session work at the moment, especially in the Midlands. I want to branch out into solo projects, sessions, and teaching, but I have no idea how to start or make me and my content different. I think the first way to differentiate yourself from the average guitar player who's trying to, you know, doing solo stuff or session work or teaching, the first thing is that you genuinely have to be different and you genuinely have to be good. Too many people are trying to differentiate themselves when they're just not very good. So first, make sure that you have the chops and that you're creating something that's worth talking about. And then once you're doing that, then it just becomes an issue of telling a story about what it is that you're creating. What I, would, what I would say is just start documenting your progress as a solo musician. You know, if you're putting together uh, courses and you're, you haven't released those courses yet, but you're putting them together, start documenting the process of putting together the courses. If you need to record a solo album, document your progress towards putting out your solo album. So start off with the writing process, recording, yada, yada, yada. Document that process. The, the way you differentiate yourself is first by being different, being differentiatable, and then telling a story about why you're different or why you're unique and following that up with why they should choose to work with you or choose to pay you money. But you have to be conscious about, are you good? Are you different? If you are good and different, great. Tell me a story about it. And then three, encourage me to make that next step, which would be hiring you or paying you actual money. I think the most useful tool for somebody in your position is Instagram. Because on Instagram, because there are so many bots out there who are just leaving bullshit comments, if you go out there and you start commenting on people who are posting videos of maybe them playing or posting pictures of their guitar and you actually like sit down and comment, um, you can help sort of build up your audience that way and then use that audience as a platform for everything else that you're trying to do. Having an audience makes everything easier whether it's doing session work or crew work or education. If somebody sees that you have 100,000 followers on Instagram, that's going to be a pretty compelling reason to work with you, provided that you actually deliver on your playing ability, because they're going to see your audience as a huge promotional mechanism for whatever it is that they're doing. If I were you, I would look into Gary Vee's $1.80 technique for Instagram. It's an ass load of work, but it's definitely effective um, and it gives you some kind of framework to work off of every single day. So I would take a look at that.